Asshole Cord is a bi-weekly podcast in which a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. We rate the subjects on a not-so-scientific scale, ranging from Mr. Rogers to Hitler, 1 to 11, and average out the three scores in the end for our final number. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously, so just don't. These days, pornography is everywhere. It's practically pedestrian. But it wasn't always like that. Even back in the 90s, the era in which we all grew up, porn and its right-hand man, masturbation, was something that everyone knew about but didn't talk about openly. While today, companies like Pornhub are practically as famous as Facebook and arguably perceived more positively by the general public, just three or four decades ago, if you wanted to see naked people or sex acts, you'd have to go to some seedy shop in a questionable part of town, get lucky in the woods and find an abandoned porno stash, or maybe even pay admission to some like depressing porno theater in a place like, I don't know, Sarasota, Florida, and potentially get arrested. While the pornification of American society certainly has had a lot of contributing factors, for better or for worse, the subject of today's show certainly played a part in the paradigm shift. For damn near 40 years, Ron Jeremy, the most ubiquitous porn actor in the history of film fucking, was effectively the fuzzy mascot for the entire porn industry. His less than handsome looks, pudgy physique, freakish dong, and jokester personality made him the first male porn actor to gain mainstream acceptance. But did his court gesture looks and attitude mask a much scarier reality? Has he been a horrifying predator this whole time? Well, lock the door, grab the Jergens hand lotion, the sponsor of today's show by the way, and a spare sock, and get ready to hear all about the life of porno's most famous name on this episode of Asshole Court. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and get preliminary scores for our boy, the fucking hedgehog, Ron Jeremy. Randy, what you got, brother? All right, so I think anybody over the age of 30 probably knows about Ron Jeremy, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Either, if even if you haven't seen his movies, you've heard of him and his legend, yeah. right? The legend between the legs. Yeah. Um, the Dirk Diggler in real life. Yeah. And, you know, growing up in the 90s, you saw and heard a lot about him. He was... Yeah. He was the the alpha of porn, right? Yeah, he yeah. was in movies. Um, I mean, he was he was a, a burgeoning star back then. He looks uh, like you said in the intro read. He's not an attractive man. No, he's got uh, kind of you know bald, long hair, kind of the mad scientist yeah. haircut. Let's just say he's ugly. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, when you look at his counterpart, you know, which would probably maybe be like Debbie, like of the Debbie Does series mm-hmm. from back in those days. I mean, she's, oh. she was like the blonde bombshell in a sense. You All know? the most porn actresses are going to be incredibly attractive because that's the fantasy. That's the fantasy for men is you want an incredibly attractive woman. And then maybe you can like sort of splice yourself into that fantasy by being like, well, well, I mean, yeah, he's not that I, good. He's not that good. I can yeah. fuck her. I could do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If he can do it, I definitely can. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he was a, a, a person I looked up to in my adolescence, <laughs> right? Um, what sucks is what we've kind of heard recently, right? Mm-hmm. You can't sure. you can't downplay sexual assault. Um, but honestly, pre-show, I'm going to give him a 2.0. Whoa. Um, okay. I think he is very close to Mr. Rogers <laughs> uh, when it comes to being an asshole. Are you serious about this? No, I'm done. Okay. Right. Right. Unfortunately, uh, I'm going to rock Ron Jeremy pre-show. I got to put him at about a 6.75. Okay. It may tick up. I just... You have a, a little, a bit of affinity in your heart for Ron Jeremy. That is true. Um, but yeah, but then again, you can't downplay sexual assault. So that's true. All right, buddy, what do you got? All right, so uh, yeah, like 
Randy said in the intro, Ron Jeremy, I mean, the man needs no introduction if you are from the 90s, uh, 80s, 90s. And I don't know, was he still doing his thing in the early aughts? Oh, certainly. That's yeah. really when he was kind of climbing to like mainstream fame. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, he is just like this little hedgehog of a man that, you know, who always, um, man, gets the role. And uh, so I'm interested to hear uh, what is going to unfold about him because I don't know really anything except that one, you know, blaring fact about mm. him. Uh, I don't know what he likes to do in his free time. I don't know anything about him growing <laughs> I have up. A good guess. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. but, but do you when that's what you do all the time? Like, you know, none of us want to come home and do work when we get home. I know it's a little bit different working. <laughs> yeah, in the, it's a little different. Yeah. But still like there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested to hear what he likes to do or so, at least see or at least just see what uh, unfolds. In the <laughs> I was just thinking like a hit man. He's like casually killing people <laughs> on the side. He's just like. Honestly, like I get paid to do this, but it's just what I love. So sometimes it's like a hobby. I killed a homeless guy with a uh, piano wire the other weekend just to, just to, you know, kind of like get it out of my system because I haven't worked in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, no, and I haven't heard anything about the sexual assault allegations, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I'm coming in green on this. And uh, so I'm going to give Ron Jeremy a pre-show asshole score of a 5.5. I think being in the porn industry, you have to have a, a little bit of grit about you and um, a little bit of toughness and, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of nastiness going on behind the scenes. But uh, we'll wait and see. But yeah, 5.5 pre-show score from okay. Buddy. Mikey, what do you got? Uh, so it's it, so we were talking about, like, do we base this on before we heard the sexual allegation or the sexual assault allegations or do we go based on like after the fact or whatever but i think if you know about it you put yeah it's true score. when i when yeah. i when i was doing the research and writing i knew about it so i'm gonna go with that based on the fact that um i knew of the sexual assault allegations which is gonna bump a score like way up if i hadn't known about them it would be very different but i'm gonna put them at a i'm gonna put them at a six to start with all right with a 6.75 from randy a 5.5 from buddy and a 6.0 for Mikey. Ron Jeremy's pre-show asshole score is a 6.08. 6.08. That puts him right in the same category as Adam Newman and Dwayne the Dog Chapman. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Dwayne looks like a porn star from the 80s, yeah. maybe. I mean, they look like two people that would party together. Have God. a like, really good time. You could totally see Ron Jeremy and Dwayne the Dog Chapman spit roast in a yeah. <laughs> there's just no way you can't you know what i'm saying some like hot blonde bimbo some 80s porn star with like big fake boobs tan oh. hulk hogan hair and skin yeah. oh that's like his wife yeah yeah but but also you know if you just went ahead and shrunk her down a little bit yeah so. no if the shoe fits that's it all right you guys ready to fuck for money all day every day let's get to fucking All right, so like a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with my dad, and we were talking about the podcast, right? And my dad, he's he's like a fairly serious guy. I mean, like he can definitely be funny, but he's like pretty straightforward. And I thought that he would have like liked the Vladimir Putin episode because he has like an interest in geopolitics and stuff like that, right? Sure, sure. Because uh, he, was, he was like, how's the podcast going? Uh, anyways, like when I'm like, hey, you know, you should check it out. He tells me... <laughs> Yeah, I listened to one of your shows, and I, I got to be honest. He's like, it's it's a little too crude for me. He's like, uh, you guys really take it to like a different level with the crude humor. <laughs> and like part of me was thinking, you know, maybe we should tone it down a little bit. Like we go like way over the top sometimes with the nasty ass eating shit or whatever. But then I got a message from like Reddit user Fancy and Important Man stating that we should do someone like Ron Jeremy for our 69th episode. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Yep. About to talk about dicks and weird sex on a level that would make two live crew uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so this one's for you, Pop, if you're listening, which let's be honest. I know you're not. <laughs> Mine is. So. Yeah, your dad does. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's Big no chance in hell my stepdad will listen to this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even our most like high level intellectual. I thought I was like, come on, dad, check out Vladimir Putin. We really, we really tried on that one. He was just like, 
Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. But this is our 69th episode. Yes, it is. Yep, yep. This is the 69th uh, person we've brought into the courtroom, so. It makes perfect sense. Quite so. fitting. Yeah. yeah props to thought. you, fancy and important man. Hey, yeah, big props out to you, fancy and important man. That's right. So let's get into the insanity that is Ron Jeremy. All right. On March 12th, 1953, Ron Jeremy is born as Ronald Jeremy Hyatt in Queens, New York. His father was a huge dick circus performer in a freak show, and his mother was a prostitute. Yeah. Painting an early picture of his path. You know? I'm also kidding. <laughs> <laughs> in actuality, his father was a fucking physicist and professor at Queens College, and his mother was a book editor who had been a member of the OSS in World War II, which was basically the CIA. Wow. What? Yeah, it's a true story. You're not, wow. lying, you're not lying about I'm that? I'm not lying about that. That's too weird. I couldn't come up with that shit. She was wow. a cryptographer. Yeah. Gosh. I wonder if he made more money than both of them in the end. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, yeah. but I'm sure they were still disappointed. Well, we're going to get into this. All right. So Ron doesn't come from some lineage where porn is a natural career, right? He comes from an intellectual Jewish background, which would have had like in a normal circumstance, likely resulted in Ron Hyatt being like an accountant, attorney, or a doctor. And I'm sure someone's going to be like, that is bigoted. And I'm like, those are all good careers. Like, you know, whatever. Don't be an asshole. (laughs) In a different dimension, Ron Jeremy is Ron Hyatt, MD. Your doctor who you'd never know is packing a nine inch donger. (laughs) But alas, we are in this dimension and things are definitely different. Anyway, Ron's upbringing is fairly normal. He does normal things like join the Boy Scouts. And while in the Boy Scouts, in between building Pine Derby cars and accumulating merit badges, he also figures out that he can do something else. Suck his own dick. What? (laughs) Says Jeremy, quote, I was a gymnast. I discovered I could do this when I was in Boy Scouts. I asked my dad if this was normal, and he said, no, I don't think so. (laughs) His dad, his dad, a physicist professor, mind you, had to explain to his son at Boy Scout camp that while almost every man will make the attempt, almost nobody can suck their own dick. <laughs> what is the saying? You know, if you can suck your own dick, it's it's a lot more like sucking a dick yeah. than getting your dick sucked. Yeah. 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 He said, I'm just so proud of you, son. <laughs> and perhaps unable to contain his curiosity, he asked, well, what's it like, Ron? And Ron said, well, to be honest, it's a lot more like sucking a dick than getting your dick sucked. Yeah, there it is. There it is. To which his dad said, gross. <laughs> You're grounded. Anyway, aside from the auto fellatio and awkward conversations, he's living like a pretty normal childhood in like teen years. He gets into theater in high school. He appears in productions like Oklahoma and some production acts alongside fellow classmate Reginald Vell Johnson, better known as the dad from Family Matters, uh, and the cop from Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Reginald Johnson. That's right. Urkel's oh. neighbor. Neighbor. Carl. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah, was Carl. Around. I was like, yeah. no, it's his dad. No, it's, no, it's, it's his, his neighbor. neighbor. Laura's, Laura's dad. Laura's dad. Laura. I bet Laura. Urkel's got a fucking meat fucking hanger on him, too, bro. Skinny uh, black nerd, dude. Come on. I don't know, man. He's pu- he's really pushing that uh, purple Urkel weed these days. Yeah. He's getting stoned and sucking his own dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's an easy fucking paycheck. <laughs> That's an easy check. Of course, Purple Urkel, they handed that to the guy. He's like, yeah, of course. No, they he uh, actually called them up. He, they were using it and his, like, his name for it. And okay. he, was, he called them up and was like, I want in. They were like, yes, we would love to have you as part of the marketing yeah. team. And yeah, they partnered up and they're crushing it. It makes perfect sense, man. I mean, what else is he going to do right now? Can you imagine like just working a regular job and all of a sudden like... Jaleel White shows up and he's like, hey, man, um, you're like, I know who you are. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's what it is. But I just want to work this call center job. And if you could just leave me alone for the time. being, Jaleel, your notes on this account are way off. Did I do that? He's like, see, I was I was I was going to fucking fire him. But then he fucking said it. He said it. Bring everybody in here. Bring in the cake. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, so like I said, he's doing like normal high school shit or whatever. He admits that despite the fact that he is literally world famous for fucking, he wasn't exactly a Don Juan as a kid. He wasn't super popular or anything like that. But he says that around his senior year at Benjamin Cardoza High School, 
word somehow got around that not only was Ron about 30% dick, but that he had a wicked stroke and could pretty much come on command. He says that after this, his popularity with the high school girls improved dramatically. <laughs> Funny how a rumor like that will just shoot you right up to the top of the popularity. Man, why didn't ranks. we have rumors like that about us? Probably because I don't. I'm not thirty percent dick, and I definitely can't come on command, dude. I, yeah. <laughs> have a cool nickname like Commando. <laughs> yeah. He's so good, but imagine like. I, I mean, for real, like, he was talking about the story, and I was just like, I know I was going to, like, I guess chicks are down to fuck at that age, too. They're just like, yeah, but they just keep it a little more quiet, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after high school, he attends Queens College, where his dad, again, was a professor. Uh, he double majors, theater and elementary education, planning on being a teacher, just like his father. And for a while, he does teach. Special ed, actually. This sounds like the intro to a movie. What movie is that? <laughs> she said, I'm going to need to get an idea about your size. My hand is stuck in the desk. <laughs> Dude. But that's just his plan B, because Ron's real passion is the stage. He wants to act. Ron says that, like many New York Jewish youths, he spent his summers up in the Catskills where he worked as a maitre d' at the Paramount Hotel. In his off evenings, he even tried his hand at stand-up comedy, calling himself Ron Hyatt the Maniac. But nothing is really working. As he said, quote, I was doing theater and it was a very difficult situation, especially in New York, where you couldn't be an extra unless you were part of the Screen Actors Guild. I was making no money, end quote. One day, he and his girlfriend get an idea. What does Ron Hyatt have going for him? Not much. He's not uh, getting much traction as an actor. His comedy routine isn't setting the world on fire. And he's not exactly male model material. Although he wasn't as famously ugly back then as he is now. So I spent a lot of time like Google imaging Ron Jeremy, like his the dick. early years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he back in the day, he was uh, extremely hairy and stuff like that. But he wasn't like the big fat slob with like a horrible hairline and stuff. His metabolism was still working, basically. It's true. And he actually looked like uh, the stereotypical porn star from the 70s for the most part. All right. Yeah. A little Jerry curl action. Yeah, yeah. Looking, yeah. yeah. Just extremely hairy. But back in the day... Like, hairy chests were, like, the biggest thing in the world. Like, my mom would, like, lose her mind over Tom Selleck with his shirt open. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he's basically looking like John C. Riley out of um, Boogie Nights. That was one of the best lines ever. He goes, people say I look like Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the ladies swooned to me for my hairy chest. That's it. Well, I mean, yeah, no, you, like, their hairy chest back in the 70s were, like, mind-blowing. Like, oh, It was, yeah. like, a fucking shag carpet. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, so. like I can't like I thought about it the other day because you'd see those dudes with a really hairy chest and they'd have like a gold braid chain. I was like, I bet they're ripping their chest hairs out <laughs> all the time. It's got to be painful. They're just like, fuck. Yeah. So when I was a kid, my mom like, eat that chili to put hair on your chest. I was like, now I'm a winner because I don't have a hairy chest. But anyways, Ron Jeremy does have one thing going for him, and that is a huge nine inch dong. Thirty percent. That's it. So they decide that they'll do a photo shoot of him there at Paramore Hotel and send it to Playgirl magazine. What's the long-term plan? Ron says, quote, I was naive. I thought it might help me get real acting jobs. I thought maybe they would agree to bring me to L.A. for a layout, and while I'm in L.A., I'll try to get some work in Hollywood. Then Playgirl called, and they said, we have good news and bad news. The bad news is they weren't going to fly me anywhere. The good news is that they were going to use the pictures we had taken. So the pictures get published and Ron and his girlfriend run out bursting with pride and buy copies of Playgirl to give to all their family and friends. I don't know if that's true, but it's like fun to think about, like his girlfriend <laughs> bringing a copy to her parents and being like, remember that time he said I never amounted to anything in my life? Well, my big dick boyfriend just got a nude feature in a quasi gay magazine, dad. So there, how do you like me now? And her dad is all, no, just hold on a goddamn minute here. <laughs> Ron can suck his own dick? <laughs> well, now that is impressive. I sincerely apologize for ever doubting you. I am proud of you, and I'm sorry I haven't told you that more. But there's just one more thing. Can you ask him, you know, what's it like? <laughs> He's got a foot in the circle right now, baby. So uh, let's uh, keep on... Uh Keeping that on a good way. <laughs> Do you remember when you were a kid and you were getting some like local newspaper and like your mom would just go like... Oh, yeah. 
bring home a stack of magazines or whatever. Uh, all right, all right. So full disclosure, boys. Mm-hmm. Have you ever even glanced at a Playgirl magazine? I did this week because I was lo- looking at Ron Jeremy and I was <laughs> trying to find is. the actual pictures. There it is. I yeah. No, I've never seen a Playgirl. It's out so in the painfully wild. gay that is you're just like <laughs> it's funny like you're talking about you know it's just, it's it's just it's for gay dudes. Are they hard or flaccid? Uh, they're all hard, bro. Oh, they're hard. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Fluffers I mean, on the side. Or something? Well, I think honestly, like when people send dick pics, do they ever do? You, would you ever send a flaccid dick pic? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Why? No. Why would you send one anyways? But yeah, especially yeah. Yeah, dick pics are weird to me. Like it's just if they're requested, that I'm like. Oh, you know, then I really take the then time. Stock image Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try to frame it up real good. You know, I go on Jeremy. I go get like the, my buddy doll and use his hand. <laughs> Tiny hand. I'm like, yep, that's what you're looking forward to. And my wife's just like, I already know. I already know. And she's like, I also didn't request this. <laughs> and where'd you get a my buddy doll? Is that our yeah. son's? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Deadpool had a joke about that in his movie where his hand blew up and it was like growing back and it was really tiny. Yeah. And he had the blind roommate who was uh, this chick, older chick. He was like, you're going to want to get out of here. It's about to get weird. (laughs) (laughs) It looks giant in that hand. We've been asked by our fans, guys, we want more. And just like a genie in a bottle, your wish is our command. Our Patreon page is now live. Find us on Patreon at AHC Podcast to get access to our all-new Conspiracy Court episodes, get a shout-out on one of our Asshole Court episodes, voting power on future episodes, stickers, swag, and a whole lot more. Go to Patreon.com and search for AHC Podcast to get your fix today. And now, back to your regularly scheduled shenanigans. Anyway, the pictures are published, and Ron waits for Hollywood to start calling. And people do call, but it isn't Hollywood. Quote, I had to use my real name when I submitted the pictures. Ron Hyatt from Queens, New York, likes to go hang gliding and sailing when he gets the chance and working on his master's degree in special education. A lot of people looked up R. Hyatt in Queens, New York, but they were getting my grandmother, Rose Hyatt, (laughs) who, who lived downstairs. My poor grandmother was being woken up night and day, mostly by guys. Playgirl likes to think that their audience is mostly women, but no, no, the majority (laughs) is gay. My poor grandma had to move. Then my dad sat me down and said, I don't know what cockamamie business you're getting into. You want to do something? Fine. You're an adult, but don't you ever use a family name again. So I use my middle name, which is Jeremy. Uh, All right. Okay. There it is. Okay. Ron Jeremy right there. That's it. With no big Hollywood deals coming from his Playgirl photo fame, Ron continues to grind it out as a starving actor. He meets up with a film producer in hopes of getting some work. But when they meet, the filmmaker explains that he only does adult movies. And Ron thinks that's just a little too sleazy for him. I only do still life. I don't get behind the camera. No, the, I mean, the way he paints himself is that, and it's, it does seem valid, is that he was just really, like, wanting to get into theater and acting and stuff like that. Um, I love Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'll do Hamlet. <laughs> I was trying to get a, a role on West Side Story, but I guess Playgirl or... Yeah, but Ass Side Story will work for now. <laughs> yeah. So he passes, and he goes back to working off-Broadway and making little to no money. A few months later, he breaks. He comes back to the filmmaker and requests to appear in one of his upcoming movies, Tigresses and Other Man-Eaters. The filmmaker agrees. Now, of course, I had to look these titles out. Yeah, of course. You oh, for to. research. <clears throat> you, research. I mean, it's true, though. There was never really a moment where I was just like, you know, maybe I'll rub one out of this. You're just like, dude, that's a weird time. Like, 70s porn was very different. It's and like so, history, watching history a little yeah, bit, you know. It, it is like history, and then also it's, it's a film. It's not a movie. It's a film. Well, <laughs> back then it was it was legitimately film because it was actually the medium was film. Yeah. There was no like VHS tapes or nothing. It got played in theaters, you know, for people like Pee Wee Herman to watch. So lots of like pointy titties and bushes. I would imagine big bushes. Oh yeah. yeah. Bushes. I did find myself like looking at uh, like retro porn, just being like, "What was going on back then?" You know, it feels strange. You never have to worry about running into an ex girl on those ones which is good. <laughs> <laughs> all right but before he goes to go on set 
Ron, being a polite Jewish boy after all, goes to his physicist father and asks for his blessing to fuck on film. He tells his dad that it's just a temporary stepping stone to break it into the big time. His professor, physicist father, tells him that although he and his cryptographer, former secret agent mom, aren't exactly thrilled with this career path he's chosen, he's an adult and he can do whatever he wants. That well, they gave him the green light. Yeah. yeah. And Ron Jeremy appears in his first adult film shortly thereafter. He would go on to film over 2,000 adult films in his career, setting the Guinness World Record for most adult film appearances. These include such hilariously named porns as Generally Horny Hospital, Sergeant Pecker's Lonely Hearts Club Gangbang, Super Horny O Brothers 2, Let's Boink. Oh, he does look like Mario. Yeah, that's good. The plumber. Yeah. It's funny because I was like, I guess so. Then you're like, Mario. Oh, Yes, right. <laughs> it's, a plumber, it's a plumber land pipe. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Fits. Perfect. Adventures of Butt Girl and Wonder Wench. Okay. Seymour Butts is blown away. The Wizard of Oz. Whoa, 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 wait. There really is a Seymour Butts? There is. He did multiple that- movies as Seymour Butts and as Fillmore Butts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I went and I found his entire thing and I was picking through my favorite names. So these are these are them. The Wizard of Oz, as in ooze and Oz. Oh, nice. <laughs> the parody of the Tina Turner movie, What's Love Got to Do With It, appropriately titled What's Butt Got to Do With It, <laughs> Butt Bangers Ball One, What's That Stink? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking real name. Maybe he was just a garbage man in, in the film. And- yeah, yeah. And of course, who could forget the classic, Let Me Tell You About Fat Chicks One? <laughs> Sounds like a weird owl, like it's porno. True. It's true. I mean, honestly, I could go on and on and on because porn movie names are endlessly hilarious to me. But suffice it to say that there are plenty more where those come from. Like I said, over 2,000 porns this dude has been in. And to be honest, it's pretty incredible that he's gotten so much work because the dude is ugly as fuck. I yeah. mean, he knows it and he laughs about it. You know, that's, and me and Randy were talking about this before the show. You know, we were like, how many chicks has Ron Jeremy been with? Mm-hmm. You know, we were kind of like just doing some loose math and, you know, let's, let's just assume that he works 300 days out of the, out of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, maybe doing about three chicks a day, give or take. So that's 900 a year, which would be 9,000 every decade. Yeah. All right. How many decades has this guy been in the industry? About four. He started in 80 and he was fucking up until really, I think he was doing porns up until like a couple of years ago. Four decades. Yeah, but also, but still, the, you're yeah. assuming he's working, like, doing filming 300 days a year. I don't know that, if that's, that's accurate. A, that's a lot. That could be on the high end, but let's just even say Let's that's just say that he fucks three chicks on every, or let's say three or four chicks. Sure. And he had multiples. Let's go ahead and narrow it down to, like, four. Okay. And he did 2,200 films. Okay. And then he's also fucking outside of that. Well, that's 8,800. Yeah. I think he's getting to Wilt Chamberlain numbers. I don't think he's hitting like 30,000. Yeah. But good God. And like I don't even. All right. I just Googled incognito mode. Ron Jeremy's dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's lots of pictures of him oh. sucking his own dick. That's true. I These are all pictures I've already seen. Oh. I had to do this while I was working uh, and like doing research on the show because I was like, they said it was like nine and three quarters inches. And I was like. I just don't. And then I looked at it and I was like, even then, I was like, I don't know, but he definitely can suck his own dick. Wow. There is, uh, yeah. Well, there's that. Everybody that's listening to this right now is contemplating Googling. Oh, uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> good, Randy. That's a close up there. Yeah, yeah, good. We're good, Randy. Well, the good part is you could also see his butthole. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, everybody, enjoy this. My dad is so proud of me right now. <laughs> My dad's not even a physicist, and he's less proud of me than Ron Jeremy's dad is of him. The joke in the industry for a long time was that among the kinkier acts, some actresses would not perform were bestiality, sadomasochism, and sex with Ron Jeremy. Hell, one of the movies he made had a not-so-subtle reference to how ugly he was compared to his female co-stars. It was called Ron Jeremy's The World's Unluckiest Woman. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow <laughs> wow yeah i tried to find that one too oh you can't find that but it's a it's, it's a real title i mean the guy's fucking nickname is the hedgehog which i always assumed was because he was fat and short and hairy but the real story is actually a bit funnier from the book ron jeremy 
the hardest working man in showbiz, quote, Jeremy had the nickname The Hedgehog, bestowed upon him by fellow porn actor William Margold in 1979 after a situation on the set of a uh, porn film, Olympic Fever. Ron Jeremy flew in from New York to shoot the movie. Expecting warm California weather, he wore only a t-shirt and shorts and brought no additional clothing. During the long motorcycle ride to the set, located near Lake Arrowhead in the California mountains, the weather deteriorated to blizzard conditions, (laughs) (laughs) which chilled him to the point of near hypothermia. Upon arriving at the set, Jeremy was immediately whisked away to thaw out in a hot shower. When he finished, his skin had taken on a pinkish hue from the temperature extremes, (laughs) and all the many hairs on his body were standing on end. Margold's comment upon seeing Jeremy at that moment was, quote, you are a hedgehog, my friend, a walking, talking hedgehog. Contrary to popular belief, the nickname had nothing to do with his weight as he was actually like quite physically fit at the time. I thought it might have been just the size of his dong was about the size of a hedgehog. I just always assumed that he was just sort of like a fat, hairy dude like when you see like a, like a hedgehog or like a porcupine. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I thought too. That yeah. story though immediately kicked me back to like Dumb and Dumber when <laughs> they're on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker had shorts on and a t-shirt and it's true though because i remember bringing uh like a couple of friends out to la and like this is probably 20 20 eh, ish years ago or whatever and, and they were like it gets fucking cold out here and i was like yeah <laughs> it definitely can what did ron love the most about being in the adult film industry according to him quote this might sound corny or cheesy but i just loved acting doing dialogue all my friends were still doing theater off off Broadway, and I was doing film. Yes, it's porn, but it still goes into theaters. They still had acting back then. They had big scripts. There were no videos back then, no DVDs, no internet. I came at a time that they called the golden 80s. And he likens those early days in porn to a sort of like a subset of Hollywood itself. He says, what I tell kids when I lecture in colleges is that porn is largely a microcosm of Hollywood itself. There were kids who wanted to do something goofy and crazy, Some were actors who wanted to go for an acting career like me and settle for this because uh, acting was just a murderously difficult thing to get into. It's thousands of people chasing so few jobs with everyone driving a taxi or working as a waiter. So let me get this straight. Ron Jeremy spoke in colleges. He did. At the time, yeah, probably the time of the interview, I think, was like late 2000s or whatever. Like he was a known quantity, so... If you're doing, I mean, they have college degrees for all sorts of stuff. So I'm sure one was like, you know, entertainment, adult entertainment or whatever. And of course, like bringing somebody in like that is going to bring, is going to pack out your, you know, your, your audience. I heard a story on the radio today that a school in New York, and I believe it could be Queens College. Could be. Is now offering adult film study as a class you can take where you break, you break down the sexuality, culture, and sexual, you know, deviances in yeah. the in the actual porn. So you're sitting in a room with like twelve to fourteen kids, yeah, college kids, and you're all watching porn together and breaking it breaking down. Breaking it down. I mean, wow. is it I mean, now this is gonna sound like crazy, but if you think about it, like the porn audience is infinitely larger than the poetry audience. Yes. Yes. Right? So yes. in terms of applicable like education, like that is probably more applicable than like a poetry degree or something along those lines so i mean it's not what people want to think about you know you're not like oh yes i'm sure if you get a a degree in like pornography it's not ideal but it's also just like you get it you're like yeah there's it it touches more people's lives for lack of like (laughs) pun unintended uh but yeah i mean there you go i'm not surprised by that it's just not easy dinner table conversation but you know uh, but the thing is, like, he was talking about, like, calling it murderously difficult to get into, like, acting. It's a 100% accurate description of trying to make it in Hollywood. Because, like, I remember when I moved back to L.A. and thought about getting into acting, but quickly had the realization that there are so many people much more attractive and talented than me, and all of them were still waiting tables and doing, like, 100 auditions a week. There was no way I was going to make it. So I did one porn film. <laughs> nice nice so i had to buy that bus ticket home yeah you have to yeah the greyhound's like 60 bucks or now it's like 130 so i did two. 
No, but for one us, one day, double shoot. If you ever go out there and you realize like how insane the actual like people like people go there all the time. There's there's a real thing like Skid Row is like America's most homeless stretch, and it is literally right next to the Greyhound bus station in mm-hmm. downtown L.A. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you just can't. People go there all the time. Like oh, I'm gonna make it. I don't care how fucking handsome you are, how attractive you are, how good of an actor you are. Like your odds. It's it's a fucking lotto ticket. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you get commercials or something like that, but it's just like, you know. Unless you've got a dick that's 30% of your body. Well, that's uh, porn. That's what Van Nuys is like. Maybe not so much anymore, but back in the day, Van Nuys was just like where everybody went and filmed porns and you could like spot them. You know, like, yeah. that's a porn actress. She's just coming off of work or whatever. Anyways, the interesting thing is that true to his promise to his father that the porn films were just a springboard into real Hollywood Ron starts landing roles in big Hollywood movies. He gets a role in Ghostbusters as Man Behind Barricade. He gets on as an extra in the Stallone movie Cobra. He gets another role in The Godfather Part 3 as Man Chewing Toothpick in Crowd. And he gets another role in the Charlie Sheen movie The Chase as Cameraman. Side note. He also appeared on Wheel of Fortune in 1980 under his real name, where he won a trip to Mazalon. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hey. Yeah. So we got Mel Gibson's dad as a Jeopardy champion, and Ron Jeremy as a guy that won on Wheel a of trip Fortune. of Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm like I'm honestly just picking at him a, a bit here because in reality, towards the late 90s, he really does start picking up work in Hollywood. He started showing up in like uh, Sublime videos and stuff back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I yep. remember that. Yeah. And he was like popping up in uh, just random movies here and there, kind of doing like what Snoop Dogg does. But yep. back then, doesn't yeah. have the longevity. But he's brought in as a consultant for Boogie Nights, which is in my top three movies of all time. Yeah, that's such a good movie. And it, you know, talks about that time that you were talking about just a minute ago that, mm-hmm. you know, before there was DVDs or VHS or yep. anything like that. And, that's kind of where Boogie Night starts off, but kind of drifts into that time yeah. as well. It's based on John Holmes, who yeah. was really yeah. like the first one. In fact, I think he's second place for most porn movies. He has like 300 or something like that. Uh, but that was like so far beyond our time that I was just like, it, it doesn't mean it feels like I'm reading a book about George Washington or Googling George Washington's dick, uh, which <laughs> I did, except it was John Holmes dick. And I'm going to be honest, John Holmes had a motherfucking python on him. I was like, it also didn't hurt that he looked like he weighed about a buck 35. (laughs) So oddly enough, one of the biggest vendors that I deal with at work, the uh, director of their business development organization is uh, John Holmes. Oh, yes. And he's roughly our age. Yeah. So he gets it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I get like a, a Zoom meeting invite organized by John Holmes, I'm like, what's going to happen? The John Holmes story is uh, much more interesting than Ron Jeremy's because it was like a, a quick burnout thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he just showed up and it was like all of a sudden like a huge sort of star. It was just like I said, Boogie Nights is Boogie based Nights. on that yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. And then they had like the Wonderland murders or whatever, which was like a drug robbery he was involved in or stuff like that. And then of course he ended up with AIDS and he died of AIDS in 88. But what was interesting was I was reading his uh, Wikipedia page and he got diagnosed in like 86 and actually got signed on to do a couple more, two more films after he knew that he had an AIDS diagnosis Ooh. and went through unprotected oh, and did both films. Oh, yeah. Not a great person. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. But anyways, back to Ron Jeremy and not killing people with AIDS. He ended up with like some pretty big speaking roles in cult classics like Boondock Saints, which he was a very big part of, actually. He had a, a good... I don't know, maybe 15 minutes of, of uh, footage on that one. Oh, wow. Uh, Detroit Rock City and Orgasmo, which was Trey Parker and Matt Stone's like first attempt at making a, a big Hollywood film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he makes brief appearances in Spun, Reindeer Games, Bruce Almighty, and Crank High Voltage. Huh. And it's at this point that we can say that Ron Jeremy and porn in general have gone mainstream. He's on reality shows. He's doing commercials and selling his own brand of rum. He's on The Chappelle Show. He's on No Reservations with Anthony Bourdain. He even makes an appearance on the children's TV show Bone Chillers as a monster named Blisterface, which, I mean, 
you can't tell me that the writers <laughs> didn't know what they were doing. Ron Jeremy in Bone Chillers and as the monster blister face. I mean, dude, the herpes jokes practically slap you in the face. They're like one step short of having him as a character called the Serpent Slurper or some shit. <laughs> Mom, the serpent slipper got me. <laughs> no. But whatever, by the early 2000s, he's the most famous man to come from adult entertainment outside of Hugh Hefner. Yeah, like he's at that Jenna Jameson A-list porn star, but from the dude side. Which is interesting, too, because in the 90s, late 90s especially, like, I don't know, for us, like Hugh Hefner and Ron Jeremy were like God, sort of. You were like, yeah. those dudes... Got it right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And now you have Ron Jeremy and all this trouble. And Hugh Hefner's like legacy is that he may have been, you know, maybe not hardcore rape, but definitely coercing women into yeah. sex that they didn't want to do. They ain't any special. Like, I can't even watch it because you're just kind of like, it sounds bad because I think we all sort of knew what he was doing is shitty or whatever. But it sort of ruins your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to imagine that you're like, yeah, that guy was just pimping it out. And he had a robe on, had this huge mansion. I mean, to be honest, the the Playboy Mansion is like in disrepair. It's just like the whole, the dream is over. It's sad, you know. And um, I want to say that like he had to sell the mansion like the last two years. Yeah. And he got to live there. But, you know, they kind of controlled like how many parties he was throwing and stuff like that. And it, uh. It he basically kind of just almost turned it into like a little jail cell, you know. Yeah, it was like a museum, and then now, like I said, everybody's just like, "Oh, he's kind of gross this whole time." Nah. But in the '90s, I remember even we had a class; it was economics class, and they were like, "You guys can choose stocks, and then we'll track them throughout the semester." And I was like, "Playboy, <laughs> Playboy," we were like, "Playboy, Philip Morris," <laughs> like, yeah. like you know. Jack Daniels. Newport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything that was like shit that we liked, you know, we had no clue about a value. We we're just like, yeah, I like that stuff. Camel. Yeah. And it's funny because it's just, yeah, it's weird. The Playboy Mansion is basically like a slum. He's a borderline rapist. Ron Jeremy is tons of accusations of rape. It's, you know, you could, if, if you'd taken me back in a time machine and been like, this is how it's going to play out, you'd be like, oh man. Damn it. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But then also, I'm kind of like the whole thing. It makes sense me out now. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, it shoe fits. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, I just, man, I can't wait. I'm going to get famous. I'm going to go in the grotto and fuck. And I was just like, oh, everybody's fucked in that. Roman Polanski was fucking in the grotto <laughs> back in the 60s. How many times have you listened to an episode and thought, man, I wish they would have said this? Well, now with our interactive social media pages, you can. Let us know what you think about our show subjects and give us your scores. We'd love to hear from you. Well, most of you at least. Let's dive back into the action. Anyways, like to the general public, Ron Jeremy is like kind of a grody uncle character, right? Like sure he's gross and kind of creepy and lives a weird like lifestyle, but he's practically family and has some genuinely funny moments. He looked set to be some sort of weird porno royalty sideshow for popular culture for the remainder of his days. But no. It seems that maybe we should have been focusing on the gross and creepy parts of Ron Jeremy because, unfortunately, it appears that Ron Jeremy, well, he might very well be a prolific rapist. Oh, how is that even possible? You're like, about to find out. <laughs> all right. Buckle up, buttercup. Side note. Because of the rape allegations... A lot of the borderline gracious articles about Ron Jeremy uh, have actively been scrubbed from the web. A lot of the mainstream publications that had been happy to give him space on their sites, if only as an oddball story for the readers to gawk at, want to wash off the stink. So many possible sources that I like happily clicked through to research the show launch screens now that tell me, Sorry, the page you're looking for does not exist or is not available. Oh, it's gotten scrubbed, huh? Absolutely. Which made the research a bit harder than I expected. No pun intended. That's what she said. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
No, for I was like, there were certain things that were like LinkedIn. I was like, oh, that that would be a good background. You were on LinkedIn looking for research. I was, yeah, he's on there. <laughs> he is, he is. It's just his dick. Yeah. It's just his profile pictures him sucking his dick. <laughs> just the the dick is blurred out, but yeah. you know what's going on. No, but it's true. Like, do they any of these like major publications that had like these sort of like soft sort of like character stories about him gone. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. You know, so you have to go to uh, like the way back machine and sort of look them up, but it's just, you, it's not the same because they don't get all of it. But yeah, anyways, the accusations have been floating around or like for a while, apparently. Right. But the ball really got rolling back in the summer of 2017 when an adult entertainer named Ginger Banks posted an online video in which she detailed allegations of rape and sexual assault against Ron. This opened the floodgates, and very quickly, a shocking number of allegations piled up. So this chick pops up in 2017. She's just like, hey, let's all talk about the fucking elephant in the room here. Ron Jeremy's a rapist. And everybody's like, oh, really? And all of a sudden, everybody's like, yeah, 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 he's a rapist. <laughs> rape me. Oh, wow. You rape me too. Oh, wow. Also me. Like a big Me Too movement started on him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, because usually this is how it works, right? Yeah. Somebody points it out. Yep. Same with Cosby and all that stuff like that. Back in June 2017, like I said, this woman, Ginger Banks, posted an online video in which she detailed allegations of rape and sexual assault against Ron Jeremy, then 64 years old and a veteran of more than 2,000 pornographic films, like we talked about. The flood of similar accounts that followed led to a police investigation, which... Three years later, 2020, saw Jeremy charged on multiple counts of rape and sexual assault. It didn't stop there. When the arrest was publicized, more women came forward, leading to further indictments. This obviously brings up some questions as to the nature of sexual assault on adult film sets in similar situations. Like, where's the line drawn? And even some of the people involved seem somewhat unsure. In a recent documentary on rape allegations uh, of Ron Jeremy... Tana Lee, a former adult film actress, tells a distressing story of being raped by Jeremy before she entered the industry, and her confusion is pretty strange. She says, quote, he definitely, like, put his penis in my vagina without my consent. She goes on, if that happened to my future child or anyone I fucking knew, I would call it rape. So I guess that because it's me, I think that it's, like, not. So what, like, was she, this is all happening on set? Or well, it sounds like it was like pre-set or whatever. But like I said, this is where it's like okay, the gray area of a porn set because everybody's fucking like while they're on film or whatever. So like they're all like agreeing like we're gonna fuck on film. But if they sort of come up behind you and do something or whatever before you're actually filming, like that's not consensual necessarily. Right. They said that they would consent to while it's on screen, right. but. This is before any of that's going on, and he's more taking the, well, I'm going to have it in a little bit. Why can't I have it now mentality? Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, you know, th- when you get into that, you're like, I don't, yeah, it's weird. I'm not, obviously, there's consent should always happen no matter what. Yeah. Or whatever. But this is like, for even for this actress, she was just like, I don't even really know if it was rape because I was going to do this anyways. Or, yeah, just, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like how many people felt like they were, assaulted on family feud back in the day from what's his name you know but then they were like oh it's just on set and you know yeah Yeah. didn't he like he just kissed people all the time or whatever it's unwanted i mean it's awful he shouldn't do that or whatever and if it was just like left to just this then i'd be like well this is a weird gray area i get i honestly i feel like again to clarify here for any of our listeners if they're not consenting, I don't care if you're about to shoot and you're literally fucking somebody in like 30 seconds. Like prior yeah. to the film rolling, you have to have consent. 100% for every yeah. moment of it. But legally for- speaking, you may have an area where you're like, I have some room to say that this wasn't a rape. But outside of the confusion about like lines across an adult film sets, like a very specific professional consideration that uh, none of us here will ever have to deal with. <laughs> The trouble is that Ron was allegedly crossing the lines not just on porno sets, but in normal life, too. And we've talked about this multiple times on the show. We are always going to err on the side of letting the legal process do its thing. Innocent until proven guilty and all, right? But with that being said, 
there does seem to be a pattern of behavior in these allegations, like an M.O. of sorts. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to say he's a rapist until he gets convicted. But that M.O. was to use his history and fame as an adult film star to blur the lines between behavior that is expected from a normal person and behavior that you would expect from the world's most prolific porn star and all-around horn dog. It's kind of like Steven Seagal showing up to his bedroom with a pair of leather pants on and a script to go over with some girl. That's yeah, sort of yeah. yeah. But even beyond that, right? Because he's just like Steven Seagal is known for like karate or right. whatever it yeah. is, you know, martial arts or whatever. But like Ron Jeremy is known for fucking. So yeah. that was just like his entire personality was like, I'm Ron Jeremy. I fuck for money. I'm like the world's most famous guy that fucks for money. And so then he would like incorporate that into conversations and interactions with all these women. And as one alleged victim, she was a college student that claims that Jeremy assaulted her at Washington University in St. Louis. She put it this way. She said, quote, I can see now that his sleazy persona was a sort of weird double bluff as though someone playing up their lewdness for laughs couldn't be capable of actual inappropriate behavior. But it's become clear that an ironic predator is still a predator. And Ron Jeremy even had a preferred hunting ground, apparently. The famous Rainbow Bar and Grill off Sunset Boulevard. Famous as a hangout for rock stars for decades, it appeared in the Guns N' Roses videos for Don't Cry, Estranged, and November Rain. Oh, wow. According to a few women, the plump and ugly Lothario would offer to show them some interesting places in the bar, the kitchen or something along those lines, or offer to escort them to the bathroom. Once they were alone... He would corner them and the assault would begin. One victim testified that he grabbed her breast and tried to shove his hand down her pants saying, I just want to see your boobs. Oh, wow. Before she shoved him into a sink and got away telling her friend that they had to leave. And a couple other women claimed that beyond just cornering them and assaulting them, he also went the Cosby route and might have drugged them. Uh, Really? Yeah. Ouch. Huh. One woman testified that Jeremy attempted to assault her in a bathroom at the Rainbow Bar and Grill in 2013 after he ordered a drink for her at the bar, which he referred to as the Ron Jeremy special. He offered to accompany her to the VIP bathroom when she said she wasn't feeling well. According to the woman's testimony, he then proceeded to block access to the door and assaulted her. Though the woman testified that she said no to Jeremy multiple times, she said that she felt like she couldn't move because her arms felt weightless. She said, quote, I can't run out because he's blocking the door. I can't fight. I can't move. I'm out of control. So it's hopeless. Referring like she was talking about like how she felt at the time. Right. In that moment. Not able to fend him off at all. And maybe worst of all, Ron Jeremy has been accused of sexually assaulting a 15 year old at a rave in Santa Clarita in 2004. Oh, wow. That was a long time ago. Yeah. The rave, we're going to get into this here. The rave uh, called Almost Better Than Sex was hosted by Jeremy. Despite the young woman being underage, Jeremy's assistant offered her sips of a vodka cranberry cocktail and she had taken half an ecstasy pill. According to her testimony, Jeremy invited her uh, backstage, then asked her if she wanted to, quote, see something cool. He then allegedly picked her up around the waist and inserted a finger into her vagina. Holy shit. She said, quote, I was just shocked and frozen pretty much. She said she tried to push him away. She said she was unable to do so. Quote, it all happened so fast. He's a lot stronger and bigger than me. Uh, The young woman's friend allegedly witnessed the encounter and told Jeremy to stop. But Jeremy was reportedly unfazed. He just said, I don't give a fuck. The woman said that she did not report the encounter until the initial charges were filed against Jeremy in the summer of 2020 because, quote, I didn't understand that adults have power and I was just a kid. I used to blame it on myself a lot. Damn. Sad. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. You guys got any jokes? Yeah, <laughs> no, this isn't really the joke portion of the show tonight. It's true. So it all sounds like pretty bad at this point. And uh, to be honest, there's a lot more than what I've read. But I just like More? It's, it's not really. Yeah, I just I you can look it up if you guys really want to. Like, it's not really fun writing these details or talking about them or researching them. Uh, even if it is, uh, even if it is important, to, like calculating Ron's overall asshole score. I just wanted to give you like the parts that were like sort of lays it out. Right. 15 right. year yeah. old yeah. assaults at Rainbow Bar. The cliff notes. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. you go. As of this recording, his charges stand as follows. Five counts of forcible rape, six counts of battery by restraint, 
three counts of forcible oral copulation, two counts of forcible penetration with a foreign object, one count of sodomy, one count of lewd conduct with a minor, one count of assault with intent to rape, one count of penetration by a foreign object to a sleeping or unconscious victim. Oh, damn. That is Cosby style. Yep. Yikes. However, just a couple of weeks ago, Ron Jeremy's serial rape case was suspended after the jailed porn star appeared, quote, incoherent and unable to recognize his own lawyer, a judge ruled. Apparently, after the bailiff also told the court that Jeremy was incoherent and not obeying commands, Judge George Lamelli suspends this felony case and referred Jeremy to a mental health courthouse. So, like, who knows how this is going to end, but we'll find out soon enough. Damn. Yikes. Yeah. God. That went from really funny to I know not uh, so funny. That I fell know. off the cliff real quick. Yeah, yeah, it's not that last part isn't funny <laughs> at all. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, but we are talking about a guy that's a serial rapist. So you guys keep asking uh, us for a Cosby show. You, it might be all of this. Uh, uh, at least with Ron Jeremy, there was like a real fun intro part that's like uh sort of uh on brand for us about fucking and dicks and sucking your own dick yeah i don't know if we got that for cosby so it's gonna be a lot of rape talk i don't know the fat albert days are pretty good hey, hey, hey pudding pop <laughs> <laughs> even pudding pop has been ruined <laughs> yeah anyways final scores for the hedgehog my dudes all right man you ruined ron jeremy for me god i didn't know the detail of the allegations it could be that it's Made up by like forty women, <laughs> right? right yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Give him the benefit of the doubt. We're uh-huh. gonna say that he's a rapist until he's actually. Where there's smoke, there's fire. We've all kind of learned that. It, it's just sad, right? Because you would think this guy can get so much action in at work. He can yeah. go to work and fuck all day, right? Like yeah. it's almost well, and he seemed like a funny dude. Like his self-deprecating humor, like is great. Like, I love that shit. Right. So yeah, when he's yeah, talking about great for there was, comedy. There was one you know. thing that they were talking about when he got put in Playgirl, and he was like, I didn't look like that back then. He was like, I could get into Playgirl. He's like, All I can get now is Field and Stream. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Fuck, this dude's a funny guy, you know? But, uh, yeah, man. Just, it, and maybe it goes to like a sex addiction. You know what I mean? It kind of sure. develops over the years. The underage girl, that's just fucked, man. Yeah. What are you doing, dude? Yeah, dude. Like, you literally fuck for money all day long. And you probably could get your pick of the litter. You, uh, there, you could probably court a hot porn actress and make that your girlfriend. I or, found this article though that was like fairly recent. That was a girl that she was like, I went to his apartment, and and it was actually in like West Hollywood, which is a nice area. West Hollywood is nice. Hollywood's a shithole, but West Hollywood's not bad. And uh, she was talking about he was basically like a hoarder, and she had taken oh, pictures man. of his apartment. And how gross it was. Oh, man. And then, like, she had taken a picture of him, like, trying to reach over and, like, grab her boobs or whatever. And his fucking fingernails were disgusting. Dirty as fuck. Yeah. I was like, I'm not even a chick, and that makes me, like, send shivers up my spine. You know what I'm saying? Well, the dirty fingernails are definitely going to bump his score up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You keep on letting him go. He's going to be like Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. Like, my pressure. My cock ring. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Um, See, there's this movie called Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I've actually never finished it either, but I also know the reference. Yeah. It's pretty much in like general society. But, you know, it, like you said, kind of, you don't want to meet your heroes. We've talked about yeah. that before, right? And this guy was top of his game in the 90s. Like, like you said, in movies all over the TV screen, yeah. like, yeah. it's kind of a running joke. Like, you'd make some dick reference and you'd talk about Ron Jeremy yeah. and everybody laughs. Well, I mean, he was so big that uh, he was on that show. Uh, what was it? The, like, the reality show where they all the celebrities, like, B-list like celebrities? Big Brother or something? Something like that. Yeah. And he ended up, like, being really good friends with, like, Tammy Faye Baker. Like, it was, like, a That's sort weird. of, like, the, with, with Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart or whatever. Yeah, it was, like, yeah, the yeah. initial one. It's just, yeah, I, I think his his peak in, you know, just general, like, common culture was probably, like, 2007, 2008. Yeah. 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 But, damn, what a fall from grace. And, it, it I mean, I've seen his mugshots and his pictures in court recently. Guy looks ragged out. He looks terrifying. Oh, he looks terrible. With, with, without the black hair, now it's, like, white and he's, like, oh, mask yeah. on. Yeah. It looks yeah. like it's something out of a fucking horror film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, what a fall from grace. <sighs> My final score... You sound 
Like you just watched Schindler's List. <laughs> Randy is thoroughly dejected I, right now. Uh, final oh, score, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I've got to look at our scale. I'm going to put him at a 7.70. Okay. 7.70 is my final score. That seemed pretty specific. Is there anything that we're uh, paralleling them to? Or well, just... I'm looking at Kevin Spacey and Henry Ford and Suge Knight, and he's just a tick higher. Um, well, you know, Kevin Spacey had that similar allegations, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm at 7.70. It hurts me to say it, but guys that's are reasonable. fucking rapists. Yeah. 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 Most likely. Most yeah. likely. Most likely. Allegedly. We yeah. always have to use that word. Buddy, I won't even use allegedly. I'll yeah. just say most likely. Yeah. <laughs> no need for the legalese here. Yeah, most likely. So, yeah. All right, All right buddy. Which everybody's so depressed at the end of the show. <laughs> Started got- off fun talking about sucking his own dick at Boy Scout camp, just dying <laughs> laughing. Now everybody feels like they just they're like, damn it. Yeah, pretty much ever since Randy showed us that picture, the show's kind of gone a little downhill. <laughs> so it's tough I- to see Ron Jeremy's asshole. <laughs> what I do. <laughs> It's tough to see Ron Jeremy's asshole. Not, not, not. That's that's ruined your day. Yeah, it does. It just it. It's ruined my own day to see my own asshole. Yeah, now it's in my head and I can't get it out. So yeah, yeah. enjoy that. It's yeah. burning into your brain. Thanks. I'll text so, it to you later. Don't worry. <laughs> this will honestly probably be a fucking ongoing text between if us. Y'all could ever see the group chat. Yeah, yeah. It, gets, uh, it gets funny. But yeah, no, Ron. Oh man, what a fall from grace! Like Randy said, you know, we, he was. Yeah, I mean, he's not like he's a hero of ours from back in the day. But he was, you know, as a young kid growing up in the '90s, you were like, yeah, there's that dude who looks ugly as shit, but is fucking all those chicks. Yeah. And um, yeah, and you know, that's one thing that just really perturbs me is that I mean, we're sitting here. He gets to go to work and have sex with multiple women all the time Mm -hmm. and then it's like sexual assault that you hear is like his issue like man that i I don't understand it it's a tough pill to swallow you know like so yeah that mentality where you basically think that you know this is what i do for a living so i can pretty much have carte blanche and do whatever i want to do like the incident with the 15 year old just Mm -hmm. like Let's even just take her age off of it, because I mean, you know, it's I mean, it's fucked up what happened to her. Well, he's living that porn set lifestyle where it's just like, oh, it's a free for all all the time. Yeah, that's that's a dangerous mentality to have. I mean, that's one thing, you know, to be the actor on set. But, you know, you can't carry that off set all the time and expect everybody to be 100 percent like in the fold with it. And, you know, just, you know, that's that's not reality. But also when you get accepted by general society for being that sort of sleaze ball, yeah. and well, everyone's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, it's just Ron Jeremy. Yeah, dude, look at that. Oh, he just touched me with his dick. It's kind of, can you sign where you just touched me with your dick? Because it's just, it, it's so, con- now I'm not saying, obviously he's a predator, probably has been the whole time or whatever, but it's just like his mindset has to be completely fucking warped yeah. at yeah, that no. point where he's just like, I am famous for being a complete perv and of course like everybody's a-okay with me just like finger blasting them on rando you know doesn't matter so if they're around me they know what's up it's true I'm they know what's up you know so yeah that's that's a shitty way to live your life and especially when you have so much you know going on in a sense mm-hmm. so uh yeah that's definitely going to take you up a little bit on, on my scoreboard for sure i had him at a 5.5 originally and yeah we gotta take him way up he kind of reminds me of Harvey Weinstein a little bit. I think that's a little bit too high on the on the scale. But, um, you know, in that kind of, yeah, like that Suge Knight, Harvey Weinstein area. So, yeah, uh, I'm kicking him up. I'm going to have him at a 7.9 as a final asshole score. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's it sucks. But, yeah, 7.9, final asshole score. Okay. Mikey, what you got? All right, so um, I'm going to put him at a 6.0 because he has probably raped the same amount of people as um, Steven Seagal. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mike, I'm kidding. don't I'm kidding. do it. Obviously, I'm not going to do that. I'm just getting back at you guys from Mel Gibson. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Steven Seagal should be much higher, obviously. So uh, Randy's score, you guys, both of your scores are really good. Uh, I'm going to split the difference. He had a what, 7.9 and he had a 7. I'll put 7.8. All right. Well, then that makes it easy for tonight with a 7.7 from Randy, a 7.9 from Buddy, and a 7.8 from Mikey. Ron Jeremy's final asshole score is a 7.8.
7.8. Again, it puts him just above Henry Ford and Suge Knight. Damn close to Rick James. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. under Rick James. Rick James burned a bitch with a crack pipe. This kidnapped is true. her for days. So. Yep. And I'm still just picturing Dog the Bounty Hunter and Ron and Jeremy hanging out. Enjoy and have, that for later. Like, that's their, like, I, I'm roasting a chick. That was like the college days, was them going through college together, Ron Jeremy and yeah. uh, Dwayne the Dog chat. Those dudes definitely didn't go to college. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Yeah. I apologize. Ron Jeremy has a fuck. Almost, I think. Mass, almost a master yeah. degree. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Asshole Court. As always, go check us out on patreon.com slash AHC podcast. You got to put the full name in there to check us out because we are explicit. And also, uh, you guys, we need some help with these five star scores here. We got uh, bombarded with a couple of dickheads. Yeah. And uh, calling us corny AF. Yeah. And uh, they were very rude. Don't like that. You know, it's fine if you don't like that, but corny, at least a little more effort in your, you know, description. The one, one guy, star, corny AF. Yeah. The one guy was just like, you guys talk over each other too much. I was like, well, that's, that's fair. That's accurate. I was like, but corny, that we're not. That's not fair. Exactly. So hit us up. Five star reviews. We love them, whether it's on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you rate and listen to your podcast. Tell us what you think. We definitely want to hear it and appreciate all those five star reviews. As always, uh, go check out the Patreon page. You get lots of really cool stuff, stickers, swag, future voting rights on upcoming shows. We actually threw a poll out there this week, so all of our Patreon uh, viewers are going to get to uh, determine what our next show is going to be. Oh, yeah, brother. Little hint there. Until next time, be kind to one another, and we'll see you next time on Asshole Court. <laughs>